0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Okay, so um, before we begin, just a... um, So my consent form is verbal, (laughs) and it's basically um, acknowledging... Uh, That you guys are doing this, um, of course, to uh, share your story and help other people. And then it'll be a a series on my podcast um, as well as um, uh, YouTube and, you know, some clips on social. Yeah, Awesome. Okay. Um, I am a little different as far as uh, a couples therapist in that um, I wear the hat of a relationship coach. And, of course, with a clinical background, being a therapist – um, I tend to be more direct, so I don't know how that's going to land for you guys. Um, we have 50 minutes and, um, I'm very, uh, I, I think that the, the time is precious. So I don't, uh, I don't assume that you guys are coming back. So what I mean by that is, uh, I, I, I don't just assume that this is going to be 50 sessions and we'll, you know, I, I try to, um, uh, get to the root of things as fast as I can. Um, but you direct me, let me know if like, dude, relax or, or, you know, the pacing, cause it's your session, not mine. Thanks. Cool. All right. Where do you guys want to start? I always let the clients, uh, lead. Uh, if you guys, um, you guys pick who, who wants to speak first and you can, you can either go directly into some of the issues you guys are having today or give us uh, some broad strokes of how you guys met. What do you want to do?
1: Um, I will start if that's okay with you.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I, we had a baby nine months ago. So it's our second wow, baby. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I'm, we're old, like, we're not older, but we're considered older in the Western mm-hmm. world of becoming yes. parents. So I'm 40 and Sean's 49. And mm-hmm. um, I was telling Sean this past Christmas that I really struggled with. Becoming a parent in this stage because Mm. I'm sort of in this liminal space in which my identity with the social circle I've come to know my whole life is really hard to identify with because either their kids are grown or um, maybe they're, you know, have a lot more freedom. Mm. And uh, I have got one foot in that world and another foot in the world where I'm like trying to identify myself in a village of mommies that. I don't really know, but are in the same parenting stage as I am. Mm -hmm. And I guess the long short of that is in that liminal space, I really feel a lot of grief because Mm -hmm. it's shifted the perspective through which I view my life, even elements of our relationship. I feel like I grieve because no one ever talks about the grief of becoming parents. Like there's a lot of joy, don't get me wrong, but also when you're doing it, when you're older, it's it's just, I can't compare because we didn't start this young, but it just feels a lot different. And um, because I have a different emotional capacity in my 40s into my mm-hmm. late 30s, 40s, when we started having kids at 30, I was 37. I just feel like my whole world view is shifting too. So not only is this, is there a level of parenting and relationship, but there's also worldviews and social conditionings where I feel like the world as I know it is sort of being obliterated. Mm. And that's really hard for me. Cause I don't, I don't know where I fit and it makes, you could feel it. I feel it in my throat. Like it all mm-hmm. almost makes me choke up. Cause I, yeah, I feel like yeah. a little bit lonely there.
0: Of course. Uh, by the way, what you're talking about is a uh, very common and, um, you know, I have a kid, uh, Vanessa is actually your age. Um, she's actually writing an entire book on this, but, um, what well, you're t- you're talking about this generational thing with um, us being parents now? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. That the thing, something uh, that people are not talking about. So let me ask you this: How is that? How is your state? Where you're at? Your identity? Also, now having a nine month old now, child number two. How is all of this impacting the relationship? So let me ask. Uh, let me ask Sean: How is it impacting the relationship?
2: Um, I don't know. It, I I can. F- I don't really know how it's impacting it, but I can feel and sense a lot of her
3: frustrations. I guess mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and in, and with that, I don't know what to do except like just do what I can as like provider and protector. Like go to work and put a roof over her head and put food on the table. Mm. And then sometimes when I come home, I can tell she's frustrated because she is attached to the kid and she has no time to herself. To even like shower sometimes, or let alone yeah. like she sees her friends out having dinner dates and and coffee dates, and she can't do that. And I sense her frustrations, and I feel like helpless in the sense where I can't. Wait, I can't so who
0: who's doing care. most of the 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 parenting at home with the kid? I'm assuming the other kids in school. Take care. Oh, two, daycare. Oh, daycare. Right. A so, so you, the, with the nine month old. Um, so, Sean, are you working from home? Are you going to work? So, no, I'm going to work. So I'm, oh, I'm, so you're I'm gone. To work. I'm gone. I'm gone for a right. long extended time sometimes, like twenty four sure. thirty eight hours
3: at, at some yeah. point. I'm a firefighter, so I do shift work. So oh. sometimes I'm gone through the night or all day. Yeah. And then I'll come home and she's kind of frazzled. I can sense it. Sure. You know, she's like she just wants ten minutes on her own. And yeah, so and, it, then,
0: it's, and then because she wants ten minutes on her own, does that become conflict? Uh, what is happening?
3: No, no. I maybe with child one, I didn't like. With child one, it was definitely conflict where I've heard a lot of like, like I don't even like to repeat it because, I, <laughs> but like it hurt me so much. Like I, I can do this without you. That those kind of statements coming mm-hmm. from a, from where she was emotionally mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, with child number two, I like to think I've learned and grown a lot by not by avoiding conflict by being able to stand with her storm i guess mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in a way in a sense where before i would take things personally but now i don't i i know it's coming from a place of like she just needs support emotionally um right child number one it was different child number two i understand a lot more and i mm-hmm. i to give her a lot more as far as like the freedoms to to have a shower for example you know um yeah Cause before i was it was always competition i'd be like but i'm off at work i come home i just want to you know, relax or whatever, but there's, yeah. there's no, both of you guys there.
0: want your own time. And then, so you're <laughs> fighting for it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: It was like a competition, but now I don't okay. see it. Like I see it. Like I'm going to try to support her as best I can.
0: With, right. Uh, uh, let me ask yeah. you this, Jenny. Um, do you have resentment or anger from, the experiences of child number one, because it sounds like to me with child number one, you know, since it was a first experience and then, you know, Sean telling me that you guys were uh, fighting over personal time, which is very common. It's precious. We lose that when we have children. Um, is, is there anger or resentment you think on your side from that experience that have kind of rolled into now child number two?
1: Um, I feel like, like as Sean speaking, I hear him saying, You know, I try to give you more of the freedom and like, Mm -hmm. I want to commend him because I see his desire for growth and like Mm -hmm. expanding his own capacity for holding space for me. Would I hold, do I hold resentment? Um, I, I don't really think it's resentment, just the mere fact that like, I have used the language, like you just don't get it. Like you'll just never Mm -hmm. get it because Mm -hmm. physiologically we're built different. And so- So when a man is sick or if he's tired like it'll never be as tired or as sick as I feel when I'm sick or tired and I know that's it's a dangerous game to play because it falls into like scorekeeping or being um like being comparative but um it's not even resentment. You know, we had a date night the other night and what he was saying earlier about like I could do this alone. I used a lot of that language before. I was like ready to mm-hmm. like Make plans and leave because I was yeah. so frustrated with things. I just didn't have the bandwidth for. And now we've gotten to a place where we could go to date night, and I can like feel with that feeling and and witness it and say like I feel like I want to leave you, but I know that that's just an exponential expression to like an extreme feeling that I'm feeling right now. But I know that that's not truly like that is such a charged up thing to say. Yes, because I haven't had time to like decompress from the frustration or the, you know, resentment, you could call it that I feel in the moment. And it's not even necessarily directed at Sean because he has to work. He, he's the sole provider of our home. Mm-hmm. And I'm so mm-hmm. thankful we have that, but it, it does come down to like self-responsibility on both sides where we can name what we're feeling. And that's where sometimes we struggle with, but also parts we've gotten really good at.
0: If you pull back and look at your guys' story, how long have you been together?
1: Not long, like five years. Five years.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So things. Uh, and, and how does your first?
1: He's gonna be three in February.
0: Okay. So I mean, you know, uh, things moved re- uh, relatively quickly, right? Yeah. Uh, met two years, Probably. had a kid. Uh, yeah, and we didn't start later,
1: off. We, I was gonna say we didn't start off that way. Like very ambivalent on, on his part. <laughs> But yeah, considering how ambivalent it was, it moves pretty fast.
0: Yes. Um, Do you hold anything or whether it's consciously or maybe you're unconsciously that you're aware of or not? I mean, I guess if you're not aware of it, but but you may be aware of it because it shows up subtly. um, His ambivalence in the beginning. Are you holding on to any of that? Has that been resolved or is that also a crack in this relationship container?
1: I want to say consciously, um, I've resolved it, but mm-hmm. I will tell you, I still have recurring dreams where yeah. he leaves, like he's yeah. abandoning our family. And, but I wake up and some days it feels mm-hmm. so real. And other days I'm like, I can't believe I felt that because like in our life, in yeah. our lived life together, he, he doesn't give me any, like, I don't feel that at all.
0: Well, you know, I was thinking if you, cause here's a dot to connect. If you. If your body, right? So if, whether you're having dreams or uh, it's underneath, and logically you may have gotten past that. But if your body feels fear that he may leave, a comment like "I can do this without you," even if it comes out of nowhere, kind of makes sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can do this without you implies that I don't care if you're going to leave or not, or it implies that you're going to leave. Like there, there may, may be a false belief that you have inside that is um, creating comments like that. And if you're maneuvering from that state, um, yeah, there's going to be fear here. And then also aligned with anger, resentment, and this person could possibly leave at any time. You know, that, that, that kind of like uh, a little bit of um, um, survival state instead of a calm and groundedness and safety in this.
2: Yeah.
3: And yeah. if I can just like give a little background because she we were both previously married and divorced and her ex- had cheated and, and lied to her and mm. emotionally abused her. So, sure. Yeah. But she tells me these dreams, she's almost telling them like, she's almost accusationally like, this is what you did in my dream. I'm like, "Okay, that's your dream. But I show nothing that would ever lead me to believe that I would do anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I do know that she had been treated like that in the past. So mm-hmm. maybe there's like momentum with that whole relationship that's coming into ours. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jenny, did you, um, ever process, uh, your, um, it seems like the relationship was abusive, uh, obviously,
1: um, uh, seven, seven years ago and it wasn't my ex-husband. It was a relationship after my Mm ex-husband. Um, I feel like I've done a lot of work to process that because when I look back now, I just wonder like how on earth could I have spent so much time being with someone that was so emotionally abusive. But does it trickle into my life now? Yeah. I still have like dreams of even him where it's just like, Mm. why does he still, you know, and, and in the dream though, I will say I like, I'm leaving him in the dream and it feels Mm -hmm. good to leave him in the dream. But I never even would think that that would intersect with Sean and I's relationship.
0: Let let me ask you this, Jenny, what, what do you need? What do you need in this, um, marriage? Like, like, wait, are you guys married? Uh, no, not no, married. Okay. What, what do you need in this partnership right now? Um, with where you're at kid number two, nine months, uh, you know, he, he's a firefighter, so he's got the, that, 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 that extreme schedule. Um, what do you need for yourself in this relationship?
1: You know, mainly I think it's just like, Safety, support, and I want to feel like seen from mm-hmm. the lens of like our humanness. <laughs> like,
2: okay.
1: I've had moments where I've broken down and cried, and and like Sean will just kind of be like a deer in headlight, and mm-hmm. and we've, we've kind of unpacked that too. But his um reaction or non reaction made mm-hmm. me like lose it even more <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> i like, I get it, like get I'm. It. I'm so sad and I'm so heartbroken over like it was over what's going on in the world, but I didn't know how to process it. And it just Mm -hmm. came out one day with the wars as a mother, it just hits different. Like as a human, it just hits. Right. And so, you know, and I kind of, I almost in that moment vilified him, Mm. but but like, he's, he's not the enemy. Right. It was was so sad because I was like having this moment. And in that moment I just needed, my partner to look me in the eyes, mm. and I didn't need a solution. I didn't need an answer. I just needed him to say, like, like I see you're hurting. Like,
0: can, give can you, you do hug. me a favor? Can Can you turn to Sean and and tell him? I know he's in the room and he just heard this, but can you turn to Sean and look him in the eyes and tell him what you need? It, 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 keep going with what you're saying, but 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 look at Sean and say it instead of me.
1: Yeah, I just feel like in moments like that, when I'm really breaking down or when you could even sense, I don't have the bandwidth to like say things in a kinder way is like, if I can't find the grace, I kind of need you to give me some in that moment. And just to like see me through the eyes of like just a human that is struggling Mm -hmm. and that's it. And, And what would you say to any human that's struggling that you, you just met on the street let alone like someone you love you know like because i see the way you you treat people and you're very kind and you're compassionate but sometimes i feel like maybe because you've come off shift you don't see how tired i am because you're Mm -hmm. tired too so i just i really struggle with that and yeah so i just want to feel more seen and held in that space like no answers no problem solving just it's okay as you are and I
0: got you. So Sean, respond to that, looking at her, not me.
2: Um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I apologize. Like, I do feel bad that I couldn't have met you. And sometimes I don't because I am raveled up in whatever happened in my own day. And that whole point of, like, seeing you as a human. Because I do tend to, when I hear you, I tend to want to fix whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah and that's it's so hard to get away from it's like it's ingrained and it's wired and so i guess I try to like just understand what you're feeling as to like fix it. yeah
1: like sometimes i don't even need you to understand it
3: when you say should I, you say, meet me with grace i
1: just mean like with kindness with more space just space in your arms like just wow she's really having a hard time like maybe Mm
2: -hmm. just
1: ask me do you want me to hold you right now or like do you want me to fix this or do you want me to hold you you know you You can ask me that instead of just a deer and headlight reaction where I feel like I'm talking to a wall and then I feel even more alone trying to
0: process like how can I fix
1: this yeah.
0: And, 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 Sean, listen, uh, what you're, um, the knee jerk that you're talking about, isn't just you, uh, this is a generalization, but I think most men default to wanting to fix, um, what she's asking for is, uh, not for you to wear the cape, but to hold space, to be there, um, to say, Hey, listen, um, I'm not you, but I understand or I'm trying to understand what you're going through and it must be difficult. I'm gone all day. You're here alone. got two kids like, um, and, and and you're not saying that you're not contributing, right? She's not also saying that you're not doing your half or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I think what is happening is she's feeling invisible. Uh, and also with, with what's going on with her relationship with self and identity, you know, compounded by motherhood society. Um, she needs to be seen, heard, understood, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. As she was saying that, I kind of got this image of, like, how I would treat my son in co-op. Mm. And if he was upset or hurt or, or feeling down, I wouldn't try to fix him. I would literally just take him off and say, it's okay, son. And Dude, I that that's kind of such
0: recovery. a great exercise. Yes, that's exactly... Yeah. And it's really interesting how we can do that with our kids, of course, but then when it's our partner, uh, because with our partner, there's, you know, there's ego, there's residue, there's other stuff that has happened, there's history, there's blame, but, you know, when we look at our kid, there's nothing but just pure, right? Like, you're not, you don't, there's no ego with your child. You're like, and especially if your child is in need of something that is foundational, you're not going to be like, well, what was my child nice to me yesterday? Like, I mean, you're just going to be. Yeah. And so like, you no know, um,
3: fixing. It. I just want them to feel my love. Like I'm adult, like, just hold yeah. on for you, son. And I think like that, going back to like when I would like, when first.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. Can you guys speak talk. just a little bit louder? Because I have a microphone. You guys don't oh, sure. yes. yes.
3: I think going back to, I remember like a lot of our arguments would be, I would come home from work and everything else would be, I would ignore everyone, including her and just go right to my son. The, my new father and I was so in love with my son that I often would literally forget her so I think a lot of our problems mm. would stem from that she became invisible in a sense when I had my first child
0: oh wait let's so let's talk about this um, how did you forget her how did you forget her, you forget her? To describe what happened when, like, when I would the, literally go first...
3: work and, and the, the room would be filled with like her parents maybe or someone or even just her and, and mm-hmm. Noah, our son and I would come home and say, hi, Koa, and give him a big hug and not even acknowledge her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For a while, until she absolutely made it crystal clear, like, hey, I'm here too. You know? Sure. And I realized what I was doing. I caught myself. But um, yeah, that just came up when I, when I used that as son, like that example of what would I do with my son if, she was fe- if he was feeling the same way mm-hmm. and I don't do it to her. So, Jenny, uh, does
0: Sean still do that where it enters rooms and, um, you're, you know, doesn't acknowledge you or has that changed? Has he, has he made an effort to change?
1: It's, um, significantly improved, mm, but nice. I'm, I'm a huge proponent that like, you're not a mind reader. So if, right. if he forgets, I'm going to tell him, I'm not going to wait to get severely upset to tell him, like, I'll just tell him in the spot. Like we've gotten good at speaking our minds. That's like something like a policy. We, that's great. We welcome her, but yeah. you know it's not all. We're we're human. We fuck that up.
0: Yeah, of but, course. Yeah,
1: he has gotten a lot better at that because it makes me feel like chopped liver. I'm like, dude, I kept our family alive all day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're saying hi to Koa, like, hi to Leilani, and like, and then he makes a couple rounds of of our place, and I'm like,
2: I'm here. I'm,
3: I'm kidding keep-
1: Hello.
2: Yeah.
3: And it, back then, I didn't really understand. Like, I was so enamored with being a father that. I was focused on being a father and not a good husband. And mm. now I realize I didn't then that I realized our capacity to be great parents is always going to be limited by our capacity to be yeah. loving to each
0: other. Yeah, yeah. What a great reminder. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that. I was totally blind to that before.
0: Yeah. And that's a huge revelation, man. And also, I mean, you know, I'm also, you know, a uh, husband and father as well. So just being reminded of that myself and, um so jenny we know what jenny wants right so jenny wants to be seen heard she wants to um be acknowledged you know uh she does a lot of work she's in a stage right now where as a mom also hormonally all the stuff that's happening inside um she probably feels very alone in this right um yeah sean let me ask you this what do you need right now
3: I, my first instinct is say nothing because I have a hard time yeah.
0: asking. <laughs> you you laugh like like it was ridiculous, but um, that tells me that tells me that that is uh, that you're probably someone who don't who doesn't um, think about that. What your needs are? Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. think about That's it. it. It's what it's are different. some What are some of your needs right now? From Jenny, in particular. Yes, from her, from the marriage, from life. What What does Sean? Um, going back to your exercise with uh, your your child uh, and kind of like your, how you would respond to your child is the way that you want to respond um, with with your with your partner. Um, yeah. Imagine the Sean that's not uh, you know I don't know how tall you are you look very tall six <laughs> one firefighter and uh, imagine the Sean that's uh, twelve. I don't know your child or your story, but imagine the Sean that's twelve. And pull from that, ask that Sean what he feels he needs right now in in your life. Yeah, that's that's good. I
2: wanna be appreciated and Mm. feel like like Yeah, appreciated is is a big one. Like that I'm 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 worthy of everything that I'm worthy of your love. Is
0: there a part of you that feels that you're not worthy of her love? Um, Sometimes I feel like
3: she doesn't see all the things that I do behind the scenes or even in the scenes, you
2: know? And I don't get maybe acknowledgement or like that appreciation for it. And I almost feel petty even asking for that, you know, Mm. because I know she's... Going through things
3: that I can never even comprehend, as far as like bringing in children to the world and, and nurturing them during the stages where they absolutely need her, you know. And I have to say, like, I can't trust you I wish I could, honestly, to relieve her sometimes. But so I almost
2: feel selfish even asking for these things to be acknowledged, just yeah. for doing what a father and a husband should do. But he's a good man. Um,
0: as practice, I want you to turn to Jenny, and I want you to tell her what you feel you need. There's going to be a part of you that's like, well, "What am I saying?" Yeah, you're right. There's going to be a part of you that feels guilty or what? What you know? I don't, minimizing yourself. Uh, and listen, this is the lab, right? We are uh, experimenting. We are um, playing in the sandbox. Uh, yes, this is real life, but this is the kind of space that we can do this in, right? Hopefully, you guys feel safe. Um, so, turn to Jenny and just. Uh, pulling from that 13 year old, Sean, what, what do you need? You know, it sounds like to me, you've been very busy. So obviously, uh, I know you guys have those crazy schedules. Uh, you guys are on kid two. Both of you guys are very busy and also going through inner journeys, identity, all this other stuff, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's very hard to kind of step away from that and ask ourselves what we need. So uh, tell tell Jenny what you feel like you need.
3: I do feel kind of so silly saying this, but like, I just I want to be acknowledged for all the things that I do, and I want to feel like
2: I add value to them that, mm-hmm. that I'm appreciated and I'm respected. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I don't, but I feel like sometimes a lot of the things that I do for this family maybe goes unseen or overslighted because of whatever I don't know. I just wish that it would mean a lot to me if I could know that you know that I care so much about you and that I'm doing everything I possibly can to make this work. To give our children what we never had. And sometimes I feel like like, what I do is lost. Mm -hmm.
0: Jenny, what's your response to that?
2: Um... I, How do you
0: feel as, he tell, as he's asking for these needs? What comes up for you?
1: Oh, you know, like it feels heavy in my heart
0: for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm.
1: Because, you know, you, we live our life and we're busy and we think we're validating our partners, but I didn't know I wasn't enough in the way that you need it. And your needs are totally valid, you know? And um, I may not show you that in the way that you recognize and receive it. So let me know what that feels like for you. Let me know what that looks like for you. Is it more words of praise or is it, you know, carving out more quality time for us to be together and like show each other appreciation? Um, Because I want to give that to you. I feel like because we love each other so much that there's always space to augment our love. I might not always have the bandwidth to automatically know what that looks like, or I might know how to give you that in the way that I like to receive it. You know, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't always mean you're ready to receive it in the way that I do. So, don't ever feel like you can't come to me and tell me that because I feel like this is the first time I'm hearing it in this mm. capacity, in this depth. So, I I am here just as much as you are for. For me and like just like you are, we are there for our kids. Like it starts with us, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I have that. That door is always open. To your, your love is so appreciated here, mm. and I feel everything too. That's amazing. You know, like I,
0: I want, I want, um, Sean to answer your original question. So uh, what does it look like? So, um, Sean, you expressed what you needed. So give us some examples. What, what, what would that look like in real, real life, everyday life?
3: So, like, simple,
2: really. Like, just by hand and say, I want thank you for you do." It's not unseen. I see that you're trying. I see that you're going. To work, I see that you're cleaning up. I see that, you know, that you're trying.
0: and then jenny i want you to give examples because you feel unseen um give us some kind of like you know street level everyday examples of what you need so him not fixing it that's one
1: yeah you're not fixing it and just just asking like how am i doing today Mm -hmm. how are you babe how's your day you know it's always how's the kids how's <laughs> how's leilani how's koa but like how are you and mm. um you know sometimes in the morning it would mean so much to me if i didn't have to ask you to come get the kids and just take them so that i could breathe for 10 minutes all by myself mm.
2: oh man and,
1: like when you're getting the kids ready to give me time like do the things, like do all the things. Don't ask me where things are, just use your eyes. And so I don't have to like take that extra time to tell you where things are because you know where they are, you know? it's It dances between a line of wanting to be seen and heard and also this insatiable desire for just a little bit of freedom. And I'm not asking for a lot, but once in a blue moon, like an hour to myself, the mornings take the kids when you can kind of thing. And I will say, like, I'm... As wait, wait, one second. Support- I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. So, so wait. Um, I just want to make sure that, Sean, so what do you think about what she just... What do you think about her ask? Uh, if you could speak yeah. a little bit louder. What, did you, what do you think about her ask? Is it too much? Is it not realistic? Uh, be no. honest. How do you feel about what she just asked of you?
3: I think it's very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely reasonable. Yeah. yeah. For me to uh, take that little bit of initiative in the morning, to allow her that space in the morning, for sure. Um. To check in with her, ask her how she's doing, as opposed to always like, How are the kids? You know, prioritize
2: you instead of always the kids. And, um, I'm trying to, um, yeah, create gaps in the day where you can have all of it yourself and do whatever you want or need
0: to do. when I can. I want to give you guys mantras. Uh, This is going to be very helpful throughout the week um, because we can forget about the conversation. We can think like, oh, we had this session. We hit some notes, but it was vague. Like, what do I actually do tomorrow, right? So in its simplest form, Sean, when you're thinking about Jenny throughout the week, know that what she wants is to be seen. Doesn't want to feel invisible. Um, What you do about that is on you, right? So. It could be something very subtle, like she's saying, uh, helping with mental load, or instead of her asking for something, you know, let's say you go uh, engage and play with the kids or do whatever. It's going to be in little moments, right? Little life moments. And then her seeing those moments is going to make her feel like, oh, fuck, he sees me today, right? And it's going to take a lot of those coins in that piggy bank to build trust and feel grounded and safety. And then it's going to change the dynamic of this relationship. Um, So- so your mantra is, how can I contribute to Jenny being seen more? She feels invisible right now in her life, right? And of course, it's not all on you. There's a lot of stuff happening. But as, a, as, your, as her partner, how can I make her feel seen more? And some days, you're going to do amazing. Some days, you're going to have your own stuff and your own stress. You're going gonna to do a poor job, right? That's just being human, right? So yeah. if that's your mantra, Jenny, what is the mantra for you with Sean? When he told you what, what he needed, what would be the sentence?
1: What is one way that I could show that I appreciate Sean today?
0: Mm, Cause yeah. Cause I heard like appreciation, respect, like, you know, what he's bringing to the table. Um, you know, he's yeah. out working. I mean, he's, he's literally saving lives. Right. So, um, when you see Sean, what's the mantra in your head, what can I do to, to make him feel appreciated? Yeah. Right. And again, it could be little, it could be big. It's 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 however you want to express that. That's not on you. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. So, yeah. so the
0: homework, and this is the first week, the homework is throughout the week, pull from that mantra. You, you guys have just said to each other, uh, and I'm a witness of this, that here's what I need. Here, here's what I need. And I knew it was hard for Sean to say it. And Jenny, even for you, I think it's difficult to actually say that out loud. Um, We all minimize our needs and put our needs aside and all that, especially when there's children involved. So just to say it, I think, out loud, I think is therapeutic in itself. That's only 50% of this. The other 50% is now, how are you guys each other going to help fulfill that, right? Um, how are you guys going to hold that kind of space so those, those needs can be met? Um, that's going to produce the relationship glue. And that's going to change the, the, the dynamic of the relationship. Because where, where, the goal is basically for Jenny to feel seen, Sean to feel appreciated. So if that starts happening, if Jenny starts to feel seen, right? All the millions of ways that Sean, you do that in this relationship. And if Sean starts to feel more appreciated in this relationship, um, it feeds off each other. And you Mm -hmm. guys are going to feel closer, you guys are going to connect more, you guys are going to have, then you guys are going to kind of naturally just go above and beyond because you feel seen and appreciated, right? So that's the homework for this week is uh, Sean, asking yourself the mantra, uh, how can Jenny, film more scene. And then Jenny, how can Sean feel more appreciated? Um, let's just do that, right? Just that. And um, I would like to catch up with you guys next week and see how that was. Um, you know, you, you, when, you, when you ask couples to do too many things, they do nothing. And so mm-hmm. let's just start with that. Um, and I want to thank you guys again for uh, just being real, um, what you guys are talking about, by the way, if it helps is so common and it's happening all around us uh and one of the things that i i really appreciate about this conversation and you guys having the courage to share your story is um someone listening or watching will be like this is exactly how i feel like i feel like jenny just verbalized what i'm going through uh and vice versa also for for sean you know um, i think we live in a time with men being very confused um old blueprints uh what's the new man, you know, we're supposed to be vulnerable. And then we've we've got, you know, things that we're subconsciously uh, probably chasing from parents. um, And also women, motherhood, new, two kids. I mean, no one teaches us how to do any of this shit, right? The loss of the village, identity, hormones, you know, it's all of this stuff. So um, we're all going through this. We're all going through this. I have my version of this as well. So um, thank you guys so much today for uh, meeting with me. Uh, let's try awesome. to do this the, the same time next week or I'll email you guys um, or, or can you email me please? Just because I'm, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll so that's the, sure. that's the homework. That's the homework. So you guys have one week to do this homework and we'll talk about uh, that and revelations next week. Awesome.
1: Beautiful. Thank All
0: you right? so much. All right. Thank, thank
2: you. you. Be well. Do we hang up now? Yes, hang up. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Bye.
0: Bye. Okay, so this is the part um, where uh, we could call it case notes. We could call it afterthoughts. Um, first, I just want to thank Sean and Jenny for uh, just being honest and sharing their, their uh, relationship and stories. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I thank them, you know, as I was doing this session, I was thinking about my own life and I started to feel guilty. Um, cause I started to review and, you know, all therapists do this cause yes, we're listening and we're being present, but of course we're also thinking about ourselves when Jenny said, I want to be seen. And you know, if you can just take more initiative basically, right. Um, I don't want to have to ask for things. I thought about my own Relationship, And I know that that's what Vanessa wants as well. And um, so many times I've been on the couch, you know, um, not doing when I could be doing and then blaming it on, oh, well, you didn't ask me. Right. So just a reminder, uh, it was kind of a cold shower for me on all the ways that I could show up more and um take the mental load um and and, and I got to say you know it's all new for me when you have a child you have to start adulting you know so before children because I had a child of 47 yeah I paid my taxes and you know <laughs> I I was responsible as a citizen but having a child is some next level shit and I wasn't ready for all the changes sacrifices um, the teamwork, you know, um, mental load wasn't a concept I was familiar with. And so I'm just learning this shit now. And I know it takes practice. Um, but I think, generally speaking, uh, a lot of mothers in this world feel very invisible, unseen, um, un- unappreciated. Uh, they also feel very alone and they're struggling with identity. I think it's also a generational thing, you know, these things weren't talked about. In the 50s, with our parents, we basically just numbed with alcohol. Uh, You know, we just went to church on Sundays and kept it inside, right? Um, Today, we're finally speaking about it, which is great. And what's coming out isn't new, it's always been there. It's always been there as humans. Um, But I think this is a generation that's going to change some things. So, and then for men, you know, new definitions of men. I, I grew up. Um, you know, the, 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 the man, uh, takes his briefcase and goes to work and never comes home. Right. And, uh, plays with his kids a little bit. Um, but you know, my, I never saw my dad doing the dishes, folding laundry. Uh, I've never seen my dad ask my mom how he could take, uh, more responsibility with the mental load. Right. My dad used to yell to my mom to get him a glass of water. Right. And so, um, we're coming from that generation. And of course, not all, not all dads were like that, but, um, so we're, we're, we're having, we're having to relearn things, you know, and that, that is hard. That takes time. And the older you get, the harder it becomes, you know, <laughs> because as you get older, it's like the, the, the cement dries. And so, um, I'm not saying that as an excuse for me to not change, but, uh, we get set in our ways, if you will. And so anyway, uh, I know so many people are going to relate to uh, Sean and and Jenny's story, Uh, but what a lovely couple. And also, man, I, you know, as a therapist, I didn't spot any defense. And, and this is such a great sign when it comes to couples. Um, They're just loving and kind and maybe they have forgotten. And I know that we're in a session, so we're not, you know, seeing what happens day to day with stress and anxiety and all this stuff. But no one was defensive. And to me, that's one of the greatest signs of hope that um, a relationship can be rebuilt. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you want to see these episodes, uh, check out my YouTube at The Angry Therapist and um, you could see us in session. Be well.